Theology Thursday live. I try to smile the whole time because this thing will do a little pre-shot and it'll be the one frowning face I have and that's what shows up. So anyway, how to read the Bible. So hermeneutics is how to interpret the Bible. I just how to interpret the Bible. So this is a little different. Um, an aspect of hermeneutics in like, okay, how do we approach it? How do we read it? So understanding the first two things we talked about, gap, rule, that's my little mnemonic, gap, God is the author, therefore it has authority and has the power to, to um, do the things that it it has the power to produce faith. It has the power to enable us to do the things it calls us to do in Christ. So God's the author. It has authority. It has power. And then rule. Rule being, what was the R? What was the R? Oh, it's revelation. Since it's the revealing of God's will, then it will be understandable. It can take a lot of digging. It can take a lot of prayer. But it will have understandability. Then you have to love it, you have to have faith, um, and the E is you need to explain it, you need to use it, you need to encourage people with it, you need to evangelize with it. So having those things as an understanding, it's like my, uh, my cameraman is losing his ability to hold the camera up. There we go. And um, so today what we're going to use, we're going to talk about you know how do you approach the Bible, how do you read it, and it's the idea of welcome, okay? That's our mnemonic, welcome. And the W stands for worship, and the E is for that too. So, and then the uh, L is, um, let's see if I can do this from my memory because I did, worked on this a little while ago. So you you have to you worship. L is you have to listen, and C is you make sure you're reading within context. And then the M is meditate upon it. And then the E, again, is to explain, encourage, exegete, uh, evangelize with it, to put it to use. So um, let's just look real quick because I have less, i got about 10 minutes left here. All right, so the first thing is worship. When you're approaching the Bible, uh, if you're not a believer and you're approaching it, then it's a little bit different. I'm talking about as a believer, um, we're going to the Word of God. Approach it in the sense of worship. That it is, you're, on, you're in the sense you're on holy ground. This is God's Word. You're meeting with God. Um, sometimes, I don't know, sometimes you just read it quickly, you just grab something, you know, like that. But sometimes... Um, frequently, if not more often than not, we should you approach the Bible with a, a, a respect and a sense of worship that you are meeting with and you are hearing from God and you ask him to reveal himself by his spirit through his word. So that's the W. So approach it with a sense of worship. So welcome. Then the L is um, listen. So when you approach Scripture too, what you need to get into a habit of doing is listening for what God is saying. Not necessarily what's he telling you to do or what we're going to talk about in a minute is not necessarily um, what does he have to say to you about a particular problem you have. Okay, for If you go to Scripture and you say, um, I'm, I'm grieving. Now, it's a good place to, to go to Scripture. But if you don't know already the Bible, or you can use helps and things like that, somebody might say, well, you know, go to these Psalms, or go to this place, or go to that place. But if you just kind of pick the Bible up at random, or you go to listen to a sermon even, or something, or somebody talking about a passage, and you're listening for, like, how do I deal with my grief? Um, What if that's not necessarily what God is talking about in that particular 
place. Um, there's usually something in every passage that you could possibly read that might would address that in some way. Providence of God, God's in control, you know, all these sorts of things. But you have to be careful about that would be isogeting something into the passage. You're, you're listening for something um, that, you, that might cause you to read something into the passage. We need to be able to say, okay, what is the author, you know, the human author, and what is God ultimately as the, the, the author behind the author? What is he saying so that we listen for what the Bible is is saying, let's see if I made a note here or not. Yeah, all right, so what I did was I opened the Bible at random. I did this earlier so that I wouldn't find some embarrassing example or something. So I opened the Bible at random, and I thought, okay, if I'm going to open the Bible at random and I'm going to say, speak to me in my grief, I at random opened to Mark chapter 9, and I read verses 14 through 29. So 9 verse 14. Okay, so then the disciples of John came to him saying, why do we and the Pharisees, oh, you know what, that's Matthew. Starts with an M. So Mark 9. I could have just stuck with it and just gone with it there. So, all right, let's try it again. Mark 9 verse 14. And when they came to the disciples, this is Jesus and those who had been um, at the Transfiguration. They saw, which is the context, <laughs> just already know that too. They saw a crowd around them, a great crowd around them, around the disciples that were there, and scribes arguing with them. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw him, Jesus, uh, they were greatly amazed. And they ran up to him and they greeted him and they, and they asked him, uh, and he asked them, what are you arguing about? And someone from the crowd answered, teacher, I brought my son to you for he has a spirit that makes him mute. And whenever, whenever it seizes him, it throws him down, and, it, and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. Okay, so I could say, well, that's me and my grief. That's okay. I can I can relate to that guy because I'm being thrown down in my grief. Um, and then he says, and whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams and grinds his teeth, becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it out. I, I want the disciples to cast my grief out, and they weren't able to do it. And he says, you faithless generation. So maybe I don't have enough faith. Maybe that's why I'm. I'm having this grief is happening this way. How long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. So it sounds like Jesus is kind of mad at me now. And they brought the boy to him, and when the spirit saw him, oh, it is a spirit in him, immediately it convulsed the boy, and he fell to the ground, and he rolled about. Maybe it's the spirit that's causing me to, to feel this way. And Jesus um, asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood, it's often cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Well, I do want him to have compassion on me. And Jesus said to him, if I can, if you can, all things are possible for he who believes. Okay. Immediately the father or child cried out, I believe, help my unbelief. Now these are things that would be useful for a person to think about in, in their grief. And when Jesus saw that a crowd came running, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, you mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never in him again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out. And the boy was like a corpse that most of them said he's dead. And if I'm in deep grief, I feel like I'm dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and it rose. And when he had entered the house of his disciples, he said, why couldn't we cast it out? And he says, this kind can only be driven out by anything but prayer. So the problem with it is, of course, there's a few things you can learn in there about dealing with grief and things. But that's about the power of Jesus Christ. That is about um, the power of prayer. Okay, I could know something about the power of prayer. But this is about the power of Jesus Christ, authenticating who he is and his disciples and this sort of thing. So you, you kind of want to go to it and listen to it first. What's this talking about? Why is this story here? What, 
But I need to listen to what it is, and then I might have something I can apply. All right, so, and then the C is in the context. You got to know, what's this in the context of? Where is it in the Bible? What's going on? Who's this happening with? Why is this happening? All these things that we talk about in other parts of hermeneutics where, you know, how do you, how do you interpret these things properly? And then how do I listen to what it's trying to say? But it's like trying to understand a lot about what's going on in the Scripture and not just pulling out or reading into it you know this is talking about my grief it maybe it's not it's not talking about your grief it's talking about something else that might could apply to your grief but uh, you have to be very careful with that and then the m is meditate um there's a couple of words in in the old testament uh, bakar and um sayak or siak um bakar means to and these are both translated as meditate in english is to seek to inquire to consider to search um, Sayak is another word that's translated as meditate. It means to consider, to ponder, to talk to oneself about, um, especially um, things about God. And so, you know, you meditate on these things. Bonhoeffer tried to get uh, his students in the seminary to to meditate on the Word of God, just to read and just to think on, just think about what it's saying. And they said they found it very hard to meditate for long periods of time. So they, I can't remember if Bonhoeffer came up with the idea, or I think maybe his students did, that memorizing Scripture is a very same thing. It's very similar, if not the same thing, as meditating upon a Scripture. Because when you're memorizing something, you're going through it over and over and over again. It's not just, um, you know, saying, you know, that will be done, that will be done by will be done you know but such as the lord's prayer if you're memorizing it for the first time you know our father who art in heaven and you say, and then you're memorizing and you say my father and you go, wait a minute it's not my father it's our father oh and when you're trying to memorize something and you realize you've memorized it wrong that difference makes a difference why did i think my father and not our father and then what is it about our father see how that works and so there's a contextual thing there about it's not just my father it's our father i'm not the only believer there is and, and he He's not just my father, and he's also my father in a different way than he was uh, Jesus' father. I'm adopted. Um, all right, so it, you come to the scripture with a worshipful attitude. You um, you listen for what God is saying. You listen to what the Bible is saying. What is it talking about? Not listening for what I want to hear, but listening to what what is it saying, and then I try to apply it in the context. Who's saying it? Where is it? Old Testament, New Testament, um, different things that we've talked about and we'll talk about in some other videos about how do you um, interpret Scripture. And then you, you meditate upon it. You know, think about it. Pray about something. And one of the great ways to do that is to explain it to somebody else. Talk to somebody else about it. Use what you read to try to encourage somebody else or evangelize, whatever it is. You know, we just read about Jesus being able to, to cast out a demon. You know, demons causing things like this. That's interesting. Um, you know, what do we do with that? And, the, you know, it, nothing's impossible for God. I mean, that's, that's important to know, too. So... You know, and meditate on these things. And then read the rest of the Bible thinking about those things. So when you go to the Bible, you'll have questions all in the back of your mind about things. And then when you read something, it'll be like a category will come up. Oh, that's something that I've been thinking about. Oh, this is something I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about the role of obedience. You know, where does the Bible talk about obedience? You know, how does the New Testament talk about it in different ways? And, um, you know, this guy's talking about faith. I believe, help my unbelief. What a, what a tremendous thing to think about and to pray about, I believe. Help my unbelief. So there's a part of me that doesn't believe. You know, we understand that. So, you know, 
welcome. You know, go to the Bible with a worshipful attitude. Listen to what the Bible has to say in its context. Meditate upon the truths of the Bible and then explain it and use it to evangelize and encourage other people. All right, pray for us. We'll pray for you. Um, Find a good Bible-believing church and join it. Use your gifts there. God bless.